Just did breaking news. Dub or bullshit. Dub or bullshit. No bullshit. Share, share, share. <laughs> What's that? Share, share, share. Hit that share button. Hit that like button. Let's get the word out because this is the real word. Right. Go everywhere. You have to go to get this show, right? Am too. iTunes, Google, Facebook, YouTube. All right, look. We got a... I'm getting overwhelmed with all the real news going on. Listen, you want to know why every news organization's fucking croaking? Why? Because they suck. It's superficial. They're not doing anything. You want to know why we're growing? Why? Because we're not afraid. We're doing real news. Amen. One hour. So let me just real quick before we get going from last week. When dude said it was an embarrassment, Mongo's going crazy. Let me tell you something. There's always a next show. Detroit political consultant Adolf Mongo meets Republican strategist Jason Rowe. Detroit meets the country club. That's how it looks. If you don't like it, you can watch Puppy Dogs on local TV. Because mm-hmm. I don't give two shits. <laughs> American top dog. You want to know what we're doing today? Lots, this is big. Lots of stuff. We have Jessica Garrison from BuzzFeed, not known as a right-wing rag, right? Did a huge investigation into the Wolverine Watchmen, the Whitmer kidnapping plot, and is looking at the FBI's role in grooming the whole situation. Really excited to have her here. Also, she's on the West Coast. From the East Coast is my dear friend, sometime collaborator, Jordan Cheriton, co-founder of Status Coup, who does another bomb dropping on the Flint water scandal, talking about destroying evidence, talking about quashing subpoenas, a big deal. So why is it a guy in Manhattan and a woman in San Francisco got to do the work for Michigan? Where are you? You stink. Share, 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 because we really need them to answer that question. Okay, not only that, listen, uh, you know, I broke it this morning couple of coward cops take off as a man's being executed in front of them. You know I'm a cop supporter. You know I raise money for widows and orphans. It ain't about that. Cops gave me the video. And the latest on possible serial raper in the command staff of the Detroit Police Department preying on subordinate women. What did the department know and when and how does this have to do with James Craig now wanting to be governor? And then our other governor not counting the dead people properly in the nursing homes. I have no friends but you. So I'm not even going to read social media tonight. <laughs> Say what the fuck you want. Okay. Um, remembering uh, DFD Sergeant Pat Burt. Uh, Karen, 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 Karen. In the water. They're lying to you about the floods, Karen. We ain't going to do the update. Yep, Karen. Karen doesn't call very much. She called me Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Every day. You too read the line, dear. Yeah. Storm of a thousand years. Storm of two thousand years. Eight inches, seven inches, six inches. First of all, I didn't know Jesus had a weatherman to keep track <laughs> of the rain. That's all I'm gonna say. It's when- the worst storm in two thousand years. You know what happened? 
Christ was crucified, and then it rained in Detroit. Hmm. <laughs> like never before. Okay, okay. Before we get to oh, and Mike Ratai. Yeah, I'll give oh, you that, Mike. Oh, the greatest defense lawyer in the world. Mike, number one, successfully, successfully defended the Hotari militia. Remember that they were like down River Monroe or something like that? Yeah. FBI entrapment. Mm -hmm. So Mike is also, he moonlights as the chief legal analyst for the no bullshit news hour. <laughs> That, so, that's what's up, Mike. It pays well, and and he's also involved in the in the Flint stuff too. So uh, maybe Mike and Jordan can talk off off camera. You're about to take off now, Mike. Okay, but first, yeah. word from our sponsors as always: American Coney Island, Detroit's oldest family-run restaurant and birthplace of the famous Detroit Coney Dog, chili, mustard, and Medallia onions at the corner of Lafayette and Michigan Avenue in downtown Detroit. Go, go, go! Share, share, share! Yeah. Yum, yum, yum! Damn good hot dogs, let me tell you. Got the beer cooler fixed too. Me and my brother. Well done. We're, we're gonna ah, be yeah. we're gonna be welding the stools tomorrow. Yes, your reporter is a working man. I'm with the people. Working man. Look at that. Look at those. Look at those fingernails. Oh wow. Look at Callous. that. You should see him wash windows. He's really good. I'm, I'm really good at it. Here's what you do with windows: a little bit of Dawn and water. That's it. That's it. That's all. The you Windex. Do. Nope. Dawn. Dawn will do it. Okay. Listen. Or send a Coney kit. This. Uh, uh, this. When's it close? You can order until Saturday at 9, and the dogs will be on your doorstep next week. All the fixings right there, packed in dry ice. I do that, too. AmericanConeyIsland.com. And uh, ADR Consultants. Yeah. A hey. is for always. D is for dare. And R is for you. Always dare for you. <laughs> ADR Consultants. Listen, uh, if you're in the vest, you can't get straight answers from the city. If you're trying to get FEMA money. And the city's fucking you. ADR. You call ADR. You need a hot water heater. You need your landlord. You got to fix that apartment building. You ADR. call ADR. For all of that, you guys know, good friends of ours, ethical, honest, and smart, call Barry Ellen Tuck for a free consultation, 248-318-9424, and get your shit fixed. Finally, Luke Nowak. Let's let's just let's do Luke. Now, Jessica, Jordan. Listen to me here. I want you to write this and put that up a little bit. Jessica, you know who, uh, uh, Jordan, do you know who, who cut this jingle here? I don't. Maurice Davis, Flint City Councilman of the Second Ward. Wow. Friend of Flint right here on the No Bullshit News. I would never forget Flint. My brother lives in Flint. It's ridiculous. Overreact is not a strategy for the long-term investor. Neither is burying your head in the sand and hoping it all turns out for the best. What's inflation doing? Oh, my God. Your Man. investments need to at least surpass inflation. That's 5%. Where are you getting a 5% return? Not at the bank. Not under your mattress. Just from Luke. Nope. Unless buying going to keep sending checks, you're screwed. So you better call Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth. Get good advice, good strategy. Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748. What are you doing? Your, your camera's just going on the fritz, so keep just go ahead. Fuck don't worry we about it. We got eight people here. You know, we'll, I'll fix it. Well, you mean it's, it's moving around? I'll fix it. Don't worry about no, it. No, don't don't get in the middle of my, my vibe. How's that? That's fine. Okay. For now. All right. Let me welcome in Jessica Garrison, who along with Ken Bensinger of BuzzFeed, this week dropped an outstanding... Long, long and interesting. It's, it's the kind of long story you want to read because you can follow it and it really lays out a tale. It's called Watching the Watchmen about the so-called militia that hats the plot to kidnap Whitmer. How are you? How are you, lady? 
I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when, when's the last time we used to work the LA Times, right? I did. Yeah. So we, we, we made the scene together here and there. Yeah. Long time ago. We were young. Yeah. That's why I used to have long hair. <laughs> to tan. You think I used to have short hair. <laughs> well, okay, we're going to keep as long as we can. We know that you're a real human being. You have children to attend to today. So let's get into it, Jessica. Give me the broad strokes then. I mean, how does this thing start? It starts in a, in a chat room on Facebook, right? It starts on Facebook. So, you know, the, the FBI gets wind of the case um, because how? they've got, there's a gentleman who's an Iraq war vet. Um, and, a you know, a pretty, a, 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 you know, works for the post office and wants to keep up his training. Um, and so he goes looking on Facebook for a sort of a place where he can like practice, you know, shooting guns and, you know, training for fighting. Cause the, you know, he believes that it's good to keep those skills up and Facebook sends him to a group called the Wolverine Watchmen. And he goes to Wolverine Watchmen and this guy's kind of a libertarian and he believes in limited government and he's asked about his views and he says, you know, I believe in limited government and I believe in the second amendment. Um, and then he gets tossed from Facebook onto this uh, wire app where he's asked a few more questions about his political views and then he's in and he starts, you know, looking at the text messages that are flowing through this and he gets a little disturbed because what this guy wants to do is run around in the woods training. Um, but some of the people on this text chat are talking about hurting police officers and he's like, Whoa, 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 this, this, I don't like this. And so he goes to a friend of his, who's a police officer and says, you know, look at this chat. What should I do? And the friend connects him with the FBI. And this is in March of 2020, kind of right before the pandemic. And so he is, you know, goes to meet with the FBI and he drives down, you know, to Flint actually. And as he's going there, he's like, you know, I'm going to tell the FBI this and then I'll be done. I'll have done my duty. And he goes and meets with the FBI and to his sort of shock and consternation, they are like, actually, we'd like you to rejoin the group, but with us listening every step of the way. Um, so he rejoins the group and, and because he, is a trained soldier. He spent 68 days in Satter city in Iraq. You know what? This, this internet again, man, I, I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. It's here. not us. I know it's <laughs> not us this time. Mike, you successfully defended the, the Hutari militia. Same kind of thing happens, right? There's a, what happens there? Well, uh, in that particular case, of course I was one of a number of lawyers cause there were many defendants. But um, they, they had a confidential human source, which turned out to be a real whack job. But they also had an FBI agent infiltrate the group. And, I mean, the long and short of it was that, you know, the, the FBI agent basically was certainly egging these guys on. Now, the, the situation, and we've talked about this before, Charlie, but our situation is completely different from this situation with these Watchmen guys the Hatari, who introduced, they're going to what? They were going to kill a cop, then there was going to be a funeral, and they were planning to blow up the, fu the cops at the funeral, right? Yeah, and I mean, that was, the, that was the government's theme, but as it turned out, that was just a bunch of bullshit. Bigger point that, that I'm trying to draw out of you is, like, the guy that yeah. introduced the explosives idea. FBI. Boom. FBI. The FBI was trying to bring the explosives to the party. Okay, Jessica, un unmute yourself there. I'm so sorry, friends. What massive technical difficulties. I'm back on my phone. Oh, Hello. we are we are just, you know, 
We're used to it. Nimble here. NBN News. <laughs> share, share, share. Okay, so l- let's go here. The, the This undercover guy, the Iraq, uh, Iraq uh, vet, is Dan uh-huh. in this story. And Dan, yeah. That's- I- I- explain how Dan ends up running this whole cell. Well, Dan knows what he's doing. Dan's been in Sadr City. He's a trained soldier. He was in Iraq. He knows how to fight. And so the other members of this militant group very quickly realized like, oh my gosh, we've been just like sitting on YouTube trying to learn. Dan can teach us. Um, and so very quickly, Dan becomes the second in command of this group. Wow. Um, and he is an FBI informant, but he's also a person that all these other militant um, folks really look up to. Um, they admire him. They think he's their friend. Um, they, they love learning from him, you know, and so he's, he's deeply in this group and this group is, you know, then, then, um, shortly after Dan has rejoined the group, um, Gretchen Whitmer, um, and the, you know, the government, the, the government of Michigan declares one of the strictest lockdowns in the country. And a lot of these folks go bananas, um, because they really view this as a huge restriction on their personal liberty. Um, and so they decide to go to the Michigan State Capitol on April 30th in full battle gear. Um, and they end up, I mean, I think we all saw the images, which were kind of startling, um, of people in, you know, carrying guns and battle gear kind of occupying the Capitol. Well, let me, let me stop you there. So you have the number two is actually an FBI asset and they're going up to the Capitol. Any indication whatsoever that the FBI is letting the state police know that you got these nutcases coming to do some bad business. Well, he's got a wire, so he's wearing a wire and I think he get, you know, Dan gets concerned because they, he hears when they're outside the Capitol, talk of occupying the Capitol. And, you know, he hears chatter and he's testified to this. That's why we know this, that they're talking about, you know, going in and doing heaven knows what. And so he kind of slips away from the group and just sort of speaks out loud, but he knows the FBI is listening and saying, look, I'm, I'm really concerned about what's going to happen here. Um, what we don't know is what the government does with that information, huh. um, you know, whether it affects what they do next. But we do know that what they do next is they decide to let those guys in. Now, were they going to let them in all along or did they make that decision because they didn't want to have because of what Dan told them? I don't know that. Okay. Now you reported, you know, there's 14 people I think originally charged and you reported that there were 12 informants involved in this case. Do you know, is that unusual? I mean, that just seems like a lot of to have one-to-one informant. to Yeah. I mean, so I think we don't know a lot about, you know, we know a little bit about some of those informants. We know a lot about Dan because he's testified in court. We know a little bit more about another informant from Wisconsin um, for, you know, because he eventually gets indicted um, and his defense is, but the FBI gave me permission to, you know, break the law. Um, you know, this is a sprawling investigation. I mean, it's centered in Michigan, um, but it, it connects to 3% groups and other militant groups all around the country. Um, we don't know anything. I mean, the FBI does, and maybe some people do. We know very, very little about the other informants. Were they in Michigan? Probably some of them, but I don't know that. I think probably some of them were all over the country. Now, the way I read the story is, but the FBI is encouraging Dan and this guy, what's his name? Uh, Steve Robeson in Wisconsin, who, who's a longtime snitch and a kind of a lout and a thug. 
they're encouraging these guys to sweep people up from around the country, right? Well, we don't know that the FBI was encouraging them to do that. We know that they, you know, we know that, that Mr. Robeson was inviting, you know, we've, I've talked to people who were invited in some cases repeatedly by Robeson to go to some of these meetings. Um, and we know that, you know, Dan was texting, you know, was, you know, providing transportation. And, you know, in some cases, I think either Robeson or Dan provided like snacks um, to sort of make it as easy as possible for these people to go to things like surveillances and meetings. Um, Paid for by the FBI, little, right? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Right? Sorry, sorry? Paid for by the FBI, like the ammunition, the food, the lodging. The, 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 yes. The, I mean, I, the, I don't know. We don't know if the FBI paid for the lodging. We know that in some cases the informants did. And, you know, the, since the informants are, don't have a lot of money, um, presumably, perhaps that money came from the FBI, but we don't know that for sure. Some are good tax dollars going to some good old-fashioned entrapment, sounds like to me. Right, Mike, is it entrapment? Well, I mean, <laughs> I did, I need to know a lot more about, you know, what, I mean, the, 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 the background, if you will, the, the, the actual facts that the lawyers that are representing these guys have. Clearly, the lawyers are arguing entrapment. I mean, that's clear from just reading the papers. And I commend the lawyers for doing their job, and they're doing a pretty good job at pushing back. But it seems to me that that's what the lawyers that are representing these fellas are going with, that it's entrapment. And um, I just it's hard for me to say uh, definitively, Charlie, that it's entrapment at this point, but it certainly smells like it. Let me ask you I mean, both. I, go ahead, okay. Jessica. Sorry. No, I would ask you a question as a lawyer. I mean, you know, I guess the other question I would have is what other defense is there? when they've got 400,000 text messages and tens of thousands of hours of tape. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, a bunch of, uh, the, the other defense would be, it's just a bunch of whack jobs that are talking out of their ass. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're just, they weren't, they, they're not to be taken seriously, that kind of thing. And right. that, and we've heard that defense too. And that right. you know every step of the way when they're when they're actually uh, according to the story. Let's see if I got it right. When they're surveilling the summer home of Whitmer, in the guy driving is Dan. There's an FBI agent uh, posing as one of these guys in the car. It's sort of like they're they're moving them around. Nobody's going to move on their own without the FBI pushing them. Right. I mean, I think you know the counterpoint to that is if if. Somebody asked me if I wanted to spend hours training to kidnap the governor of Michigan. My answer would be like, no way. Right. right. So that's why they're going to get convicted because like, it doesn't matter. Somebody put it in your ear. You were doing it. Yeah. They have to be, pre I mean, look, the, the entrapment defense doesn't work if they're predisposed to commit the crime. And, and, and I'm sure that's the way that the, uh, the prosecutors are, 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 are where, where they're taking this case. And of course, as Jessica's pointed out in her article, and as we've, what we've read in the papers that, and as you've been pointing out so far today, Charlie, is the FBI has been, they're running the show. They're telling these guys what to do and um, taking them here and taking them there. But I think to Jessica's point, if you, if you weren't predisposed to commit the crime, what the hell are you doing? Taking a joyride up to the governor's summer home. Right on. Well, whose idea was that to, hey, let's go scout it out? Was that planned by the FBI or was that one of the um Did Dan the put guys? did yeah. Dan put that in Adam uh, is it Adam, Adam Fox? Fox? Did he put Adam it Fox. Did he put it in his um, ear? 
you know, I, I think I, I don't think, I don't think I, I've seen no evidence that he did. I mean, I think Adam Fox was, was, was talking about kidnapping governors, um, as early as June of 2020, when they all went to this meeting, um, some of them were invited by the informant from Wisconsin. So Adam, Adam Fox was sort of recruited by this group to, to join. Um, so Adam Fox was not a part of this group until he wound up at this um, meeting in Ohio mm, at a right. Comfort Inn. I think it was a comfort. No, it was a Drury Inn and Suites. Um, you know, there was, and, and he, he went to that meeting and then he came back and connected with the watchman. Um, and you know, what, what has come out is that a, a phone recording that Dan went to the FBI office in Flint and called Adam, um, and talked to him about coming to train with Ooh. the watchman while the FBI agents were sitting right beside him. Ooh, say that again. So, Dan goes to the FBI offices where it's getting recorded and he's encouraging the loser in the bottom of a vacuum cleaner repair shop to come join him and do tactical training. Well, he's, he's talking to him about the training. I mean, they have a conversation about the training in which Dan, you know, says come train. Um, Adam Fox had earlier spoken with um, other members of the Watchmen um, when they were all at a training together. Um, But there were so many like, you know, training gunshots going on and such a bad connection that they could had trouble hearing each other. So then Dan went back to the FBI office and called him again. Where did you get, listen, by the way, again, uh, we're talking with Jessica Garrison of Buzzfeed, who, uh, along with her, uh, partner, Ken Bensinger wrote watching the Watchmen. I fully recommend it. Where did you get your material reported to reporter? You know, like how'd you get it? Where'd you get this stuff? <laughs> I mean, a lot of it just came from the court. It's kind of amazing what sits in a court file. Um, if you call up and ask for it, you can get it. Well, here's um, wait. So, here's what our reporters are doing <laughs> locally. <laughs> they all banded together, asked the the the, uh, the federal judge, "Hey, you you, there was some material in the hearings that we didn't get to see. Some photos, mm-hmm. some video of the three right. percenter uh, Croft. Uh, what's Barry yeah, Croft? Actually, that was a BuzzFeed motion. That, that was a, lot a BuzzFeed of motion." Joined. <laughs> and they all joined it. it. So they all joined. Well, and we're you, so glad they did. Here, watch this. Reporter to reporter. I had to sue the state to get nursing home data, right? Mm-hmm. They denied it under freedom of information. So I sued. Not one mm-hmm. news outlet joined me. A one. So listen, way to go. This is very important <laughs> I, to the way we I, live. I, I think those, I mean, I, I really believe in, in FOIA litigation. I think it's a great, I mean, it's too bad we have to do it, but it's great that we have the resources to do it. Just, well, Jessica, did you get a sense of how much uh, the FBI spent on this operation overall to bring I down mean, these goofballs? I have absolutely no idea. I think you can back of the envelope calculate how many agents were involved. Um, and, you know, quickly that number ticks up quite a bit. Are we, are we talking um, like 2 million or 20 heard, million? No. Two million or she twenty million? Know. Well, she, okay. yes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, tell him. You know. I just told you, motherfucker. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, listen. Did Whitmer know? Was Whitmer ever in danger? Um, I, I, I believe that Whitmer has said that she was briefed on it um, before the takedown. I don't know exactly when. Um, I believe she told CNN that. Um, you know, I, I think. 
unfortunately, I don't know if Whitmer was ever in specific danger from these folks, um, but I think it's an unfortunate fact that a lot of elected officials are in danger right now. Truth. Okay, last one for Mike and, and Jessica. One of the agents really in, undercover, running a bunch of this stuff is FBI agent, well, maybe not now, uh, Richard Trask, who, mm-hmm. who was recently arrested for beating the shit out of his wife after he took to a swingers party and she didn't like it. Is this case in trouble, Mike and Jessica? Well, I'm going to let the lawyer take that. Okay. Um, but I would also do it. I would just add here a tiny shout out to the Detroit media because um, they broke that. Um, That's Rob so, Snell. He's an animal. You know, Rob? He's amazing. Yeah, he's an I animal. I don't know him, but I'm a big admirer. See, there you go, Rob. Rob is like, everything is good. I, I worked with Rob a couple of years at Detroit News. He's, he's fantastic. We do have fantastic reporters here. Just not enough. Mike, <laughs> is this yes. case in deep shit? Because uh, well, I wouldn't say it's in deep shit, but I mean, certainly this throws a monkey wrench into the prosecution. You can't put the guy um, in the stand. I'm sorry. You can't put Trask on the stand after all that stuff. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of legal issues that that I can think of right now about what, you know, whether the defense attorneys could even cross examine him about his domestic violence, because it's really irrelevant to what he was doing as an FBI agent as it relates to this, you know, this plot, alleged plot. So, you know, uh, but certainly as criminal defense attorneys, we'd certainly uh, be doing our level best to discredit him, okay, based on his own criminal behavior. There's no question about that. But it remains to be seen whether or not... um, a judge is going to allow cross-examination into that case uh, or into his, uh, you know, his personal okay. case, because let's face it, one's got nothing to do with the other. Okay? okay. But as criminal defense lawyers, we're always looking for ways to impeach the credibility of a witness. And um, that's he certainly would be open to vigorous cross-examination, which would, uh, you know, impugn his integrity. Um so, you know, uh, I guess stay tuned. Okay, stay tuned. And uh, Jessica, finally, uh, I know you have to get to the kids. When, do, when does the, uh, when, when do the trials start? October. Will you be here? I hope so. I, I, Michigan in the fall, I've heard, is beautiful. Yeah. It depends on what I day, I started to say something. <laughs> I'm going to keep that to myself. No, you go ahead. What are we going to say, Red? Just don't come across a mile because they don't plow the snow. <laughs> you don't have snow in October, do oh, you? Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Sometimes. Oh, wow. Hello, Frisco. All right, listen. Well, thank you, Jessica. Um, we'll stay in touch, okay? Great to see you. Take uh, care. Do you thank eat you meat? So By much. the way, I know you're in Frisco. Do you eat meat? I eat, yes. I'm going to send you a Coney kit. How's that? You're what? I'm going to send you a Coney kit from American Coney Island. Amazing. All Thank right. you. Awesome. Thank All you. Right. We'll see Take you care. Soon. Thank you so much. It's Jessica Gillis Bye, everybody. BuzzFeed. Yeah, it's an amazing piece. It's, it, my God. I'm going to have to read it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm going to have to read it. Block out some time. BuzzFeed oh, no, will put out article. pretty good articles. It's, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, article. it doesn't take but a half hour. It, it, reads, it reads like a movie script almost. I mean, I can yeah. see that developing into something. Else. It's, it's very thorough. Um, it's several layers to it. It's very engaging. So what, what do you think, Karen? I mean, look, I, I think these assholes wanted to do it. You're going to go to prison. But if I'm on the jury, I'm, I am thinking like, 
I don't know if you all would have got the, it was just a chat group and the FBI poured the gas on it. Well, I guess I'm trying to think enticement, entrapment, you know, I mean, how much of uh, what they ended up doing or uh, have been accused of doing was encouraged. I, I don't know. And I'm not a lawyer, Mike, I'm going to rely on you for that. But, well, but you know, that, that's a slippery slope, uh, in, in, in my opinion, you know, how much were they caught doing and how much were they encouraged uh, to do? Well, that's the, the point is, is that, you know, all of the facts have to come out in, at trial. OK, for anybody to make that determination. I mean, we can sit here and speculate. No, on, no, wait. Know. Let me say, Mike, because, uh, you know, Jessica's talking about court testimony and documents. So, for instance, when we're getting pictures of Croft, the three yeah. percenter from Delaware in uh, training in Wisconsin, we know this. The place they're training is a snitch for the FBI. FBI's involved right. in. Dan's driving everybody. The feds gave him the gas. They gave him the ammo. They gave him the lodging money. These are facts. It sounds like to me, if it wasn't for the FBI, they wouldn't have had enough money to do none of this shit. <laughs> well, that's that's the best point. I mean, that, that was the whole thing in our case. I mean, these people didn't have a pot to piss in, okay? And um, but some of the the cases, it's really I, I've been saying this from the beginning. The, the two cases are really apples and oranges and the motivations were totally different and um, the targets were totally different. And, um, you know, it seems to me that these guys did take some steps, some proactive steps. Now, the question is, you know, is it the FBI that was 100% behind this whole thing, okay? Or were they just sort of, you know, uh, guiding yeah. them to something that they were going to already do on their own? In the end. I mean, that, that, that's the $64,000 In the end, I'll question. say this. Uh, this thing really got spun into a big Hollywood movie in the sense of, oh my God, this was a international terrorism plot. It's like, it's a bunch of assholes being egged on by the FBI. She's going to use right. it politically. Let me tell you something, Charlie. When they arrested the Hatari people, they used over 200 FBI agents, including, including armored personnel carriers driving down the dirt roads in Lenaway County to find these people. Yeah. Okay. And, and and they were about as dangerous as a heel hound. Okay. So you I, think, know. I think it's important to say right now that I know many FBI agents that I admire, like some of the hardest working public servants. I know if it wasn't for them, we'd be drowning in bullshit in this very corrupt state of ours. So I really want to give a shout out. You know, we've had him on the program. Really, you done. and I talked about this, Charlie. You, you and I agreed on a couple. I mean, I've told you, I've deal with the FBI all the time. There's some real good agents out there. Yes. But then, like anything else, there's some guys that, you know, and, and females that are suspect, in my opinion. So, okay, we'll leave it at that. Hey, Mike, uh, we're going to excuse you because we don't want you to co bingle your Flint obligations with our next guest, Jordan Sheraton. Okay. Because, you know, I, I'll try I, to, I'll try to pull I'm it out of you. Flint. There's two sides to the story. Just remember. No, there's only one side. The people got fucked and they got no justice. <laughs> That's it. Well, we can talk, we can debate that on another day. It's not debatable. Get off my program. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Charlie. Love you too, brother. Be well. Uh, okay, babe. Okay, before we get to Jordan Sheraton, I just wanted to let you know uh, that uh, uh, 
David Hall uh, Mortgage is where you want to go if you're looking to refinance or if you're one of the lucky ones who found a house and you can actually buy it. They'll get you done in 10 days. Five star, four or five thousand five star ratings. Go to davidhallmortgage.com if you don't believe me. Get the testimonials. Those are real people, right? Yeah, they're fast too. Soup to nuts. Yep. Right? They'll take everything. One stop shopping. They'll get it done for you. Go to davidhallmortgage.com or call 248 308 5000. Do it now while we're still at historically low interest rates. 248-308-5000. Nothing to lose. Now, mm-hmm. hello, Flint. Uh, you know what? You know what's great about this program? I get so much mail from Flint. I get so much mail. This, that, do this, look at that. Uh, you you got a lot of uh, lot of fans in Flint, Jordan. Jordan Cheriton joining us, co-founder of Status Quo, has a really good piece in The Intercept. Really good no one else is doing it. How are you, brother? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Okay. Uh, listen, loosen up, man. Take it easy. Okay. Let me teach you a trick. Let me teach <laughs> oh, you a I'm trick. I'm going to be ranting, so go ahead. Did, did you ever watch uh, broadcast news with William Hurt? No. Okay, me, okay. Here's what you do. Stand up a second and take your jacket, pull it down. Just do it. No, 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 no. Leave it on. Leave it on. I'm going to teach you something. Stand up. <laughs> pull the jacket down like to your butt from the flaps. Yeah, grab the flap and sit on them. Now you don't have that hump in the back near your collar. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, thank you. NBN right. News, fashion tips and news. I share, am- share, share, share. No, 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 no. You don't have to sit on the collar. What you have to do is you have to have your collar. You have to have that altered when you purchase your jacket, unless uh, it's off the work. rack. So uh, but that's not what the show is about. Do after it. No, this is Gordon is a smart guy and he does some great stuff. So we don't care about his jacket. Okay. <laughs> now one other thing. The reason I always wear a vest, right? Yeah. Especially on TV. Yeah, great. Is because when you know you tuck your shirt into your pants and you move around, it balloons out like a loaf. It looks yeah. bad, right? When you're skinny like you. If, yeah. if, if right. you if you if yeah, you wear a vest, it hides stomach. all that. Okay. There you go. I don't just wear a sweatshirt and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, you put that on under your fur coat, Karen. My stomach's ballooned out now. What yeah, are you yeah. talking about? You got clothing tips. You had lighting tips. You fixed lighting earlier today. So, I mean, so, what can't you do? I, yeah, can makeup. Do you, you don't do makeup. I, can, I, I gave Ryan wear, Armani uh, some makeup. I'll bathrobe next time. Yeah, do <laughs> that. Hey, don't take it off, Jordan. He may ask you to open it up. Don't do that either. <laughs> and I don't understand why men wear makeup on television. But look, if you do, don't put the base on that. That, that the cakey powdery yeah oh yeah it looks like you put it on with a spatula you want to get that 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 sort of liquid base right karen the stuff that gives you the the, the finish <laughs> so well, we, if that's the case and you want to get the spray so it's all even exactly if you're gonna do it here i know but okay i digress thank you karen uh jordan uh wiped phones Let's start there. So you you dive back into Flint. You're still going because the charges are bullshit. We got nothing. You're still going. You're deep in it. What did we learn? Let's talk about destroyed evidence first. What we learned was uh, top officials in former Michigan Governor Snyder's administration, the governor who was charged with a misdemeanor, by the way, uh, they their phones were erased uh, shortly before the launch of a Flint criminal investigation. Uh, including his press secretary, Sarah Werfel, you know, press secretary, presumably spoke with the governor from time to time, speaks on behalf of the governor. Uh, she told prosecutors, when I left uh, my job right before the criminal investigation, my phone was wiped. Uh, I spoke with uh, state officials 
who said that is not standard at all, particularly with a looming investigation coming. Uh, we also found out that top officials in the health department, including Dr. Eden Wells, who was charged with involuntary manslaughter, uh, when prosecutors got her phone, uh, they were mysteriously missing messages from all of 2014 and through October 2015. Hmm. People in Flint know those dates matter. That was the entire period Flint was on the Flint River. Uh, the chief, the, the deputy director, the number two at the health department, same thing. No messages on his phone. All of 2014, all of 2015. Uh, the first messages that pop up are 2016. Uh, we also found out that environmental officials Fuck. at the environmental department, uh, allegedly, their phones uh, were dropped off at IT, quote, wiped clean shortly after Governor Snyder's October 2015 press conference in Flint, finally acknowledging um, that Flint's water was toxic and we're moving Flint off the Flint River. So you have across the board, multiple departments, uh, phones either completely erased or uh, not completely erased, but messages from the key Flint River usage period uh, disappearing. And this becomes clear to you from work product that you've obtained from the prior investigators, Todd Flood, Andy Arena, the, 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 the special prosecutor that Shooty impaneled, correct? Correct. So uh, we obtained so, documents from that investigation. So they know, they knew that the phones were wiped clean. So when we're treated later, we, we got this great big hoo-ha in Michigan when Nestle comes in. We found a box in the basement and we found some phones. That wasn't lost on the prior administration, was it? No, uh, my reporting indicates that was all theater and they had most of that, uh, the, most of what was in the boxes. But uh, it seemed like they were looking for a reason to get rid of flood and they used that to do it. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Wow. Another big piece of the, uh, uh, of the of your story. Very good story. Uh, where do they, they go to the intercept.com to get it? What's the title? Of it's it? also on the Detroit Metro Times, the only Michigan outlet that seems to give a damn these days. Yeah, as long as you do all the work and. You know, correct. They pay you like five <laughs> bucks. Like they're not, nobody's doing shit. Flint fuckers. We're going to have a parade for you in Flint. And I know why you're doing this. You're doing this because it's still not too late to push and maybe get some justice. Is that right? Absolutely. Goddamn Absolutely. right. Goddamn right. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. And Charlie, can I just say, I know you're supposed to be a reporter and a neutral robot. Yeah. I'm doing this because frankly, this is the biggest government cover up of the 21st century. You cannot point to anything. Anything that is more multi-layered than this, that had real life, life and death consequences, a cover up governor's office, multiple departments, frankly, the AG's office. I mean, it, it's it's a striking cover up that I can't even get the Michigan media to cover, much less the national media. You were going to so say, Karen, ask you a question. No, I was going to ask a question because uh, Tariq, uh, who is a, a, an avid listener and supporter of the show, is asking that shouldn't the information have been somehow maintained from the phones in the cloud or, yeah. you know, even the phones may have been wiped clean. But isn't there some documentation record of this information somewhere else, perhaps? Great question. Uh, Sarah Warfel, the press secretary, told the special prosecutor she doesn't she didn't know if she had an iPhone backup. And I found out from uh, other sources that a lot of these phones did not have an iCloud backup. Really? Uh, I have reached out the attorney general's office, the current one. Uh, you know, I've asked questions about was there forensic retrieval? Because mm -hmm. you you technically can retrieve right. uh, things. 
All I get is there's an ongoing criminal investigation. I mean, didn't they, they, they wait? Oh. somewhere. So I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brett. Go ahead, Brett. Well, what I was going to say, can't they go to the phone company? Ain't that how they got Kwame's text Well, that, that leads us to the next question, <laughs> which is, which is this. In the story, you got to read the stories. I can't do everybody's homework. You got to read them, man. You're part of the program. You will. I know you will because you're yeah. a bright, bright man. There was questions of whether like Snyder and other people in the administration were using a secret server, right? So yep. Flood wants to wants records from the governor on these questions we're having, correct? So he, he draws up a search warrant. Is this correct? I don't know if he drew it up. I do know that he lobbied Shooty to allow him to push for, you know, petition a judge for a search warrant. For what, what, what material specifically? So Snyder w was refusing to hand over his daily briefings, uh, the governor's daily briefings, briefings he received from the environmental department, Flint water conference calls, the notes from those. I mean, across the board, uh, his uh, his cell phone, uh, major, major things. The governor was basically stonewalling. We're not talking for six months, three years. But the attorney general at the time, Bill Schutte, who happened to be running for governor, uh Told him, no, you can't issue a search warrant on the governor. You have to go through the governor's lawyer to get these things, which is absolutely not how criminal investigations work. If they don't honor subpoenas, you seize the seize the evidence. And by the way, to, to Nestle's credit, when she came in uh, pretty, pretty quickly, they issued a search warrant and and seized Snyder's phones. So for three years, that could have been done three years prior. But it seems to me and, and from many sources I've spoken to. The team, the criminal team's hands were tied because Shooty was playing politics. But they already had Snyder's phone. So just to clarify, just they already had Snyder's phone. Just to clarify that, but it's all this ancillary stuff that Shooty likes to say he he played no no politics here, but he did. Well, I would say if you're not allowing them to, uh, <laughs> if you're not allowing them to seize documents and you're mandating that the your top pr prosecutor who's supposed to be independent from you go through the governor's army of attorneys for things yeah I, I would say that's a little political rather than how a criminal investigation works now let's go to the 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 second to last question i have which is nestle takes over there's a racketeering case being laid out this is the bankers and the lawyers these, these are the ones we can't get our fingers around them folks we can't so some people are charged. The emergency man, what? who was charged? Jerry Ambrose with false yeah, pretenses? So Darnell Early was charged. He was a Flint emergency ma manager. Gerald Ambrose was charged. So uh, let me explain Howard to people. Croft. Let me explain to people what that was. The false pretense was this. We need $100 million to go through with this water district, right? But we're going to need a fucking reason to get $100 million because we're not allowed to borrow because we're Flint and we're broke and we're under emergency management. So... They come up with, oh, this old uh, lagoon over here by the old water treatment plant is full of couches and cement and stuff. We got to clean it up. It's going to take 10 grand to clean it up. So they use that excuse to borrow $100 million and they never cleaned up the fucking lagoon. That's the false pretense, correct? Correct. Okay. So why does Nestle drop the false pretenses? Because that's going to be the predicate, the beginning of a racketeering case that's going to be coming. Right. Well, first of all, we should start real quick. Nestle, uh, I think two months into her term, did an interview. I think it was on Michigan Radio. She said that she had never seen any charges related to the KWA pipeline. Uh, I mean, 
Either she wasn't reading the documents uh, in the investigation or she never spoke with Todd Flood uh, before she fired him. But as we just said, four officials were charged related to false pretenses for the KWA. So during a radio interview, she either lied or misspoke. But it seems to me she's a smart cookie. Uh, She claims she never heard anything about the KWA charges. That was number one. Number two, when she dropped all the charges uh, in 2019 against Nick Lyon and seven other defendants, uh, those charges included those financial charges against the two emergency managers, uh, Howard Croft and one other person. When she brought charges back, some were heavy, including against Richard Baird. But when she brought charges back against the same emergency managers and the same Flint uh, public works director, she dropped. She did not charge them again. Mysteriously missing was the financial fraud charges. Why? And I've spoke. I've spoken with people in the state of Michigan, uh, familiar with the criminal investigation, who say, "Well, if that even went to pretrial, if bond fraud went to pretrial, you got J.P. Morgan underwrote those bonds. You got Wells Fargo underwrote those bonds. Bonds, heavy duty investors all over it. They could ask for their money back. They could demand their money back." And who would be on the hook if you have a all out, uh, you know, fleeing of the bondholders, the state of Michigan who approved it. So, <laughs> so we get nothing. You, so there's no justice. You can't stop. And I'm sorry, you can't stop the criminal element from continuing on doing what they're doing because what they're doing is so financially reckless. You can't bring in the justice and they go out there and continue to do what they do. It's a basic conflict of interest. The state of Michigan, who's supposed to be prosecuting justice, if they prosecuted certain justice, as in financial crimes, they could stand to be on the hook for you're talking hundreds of millions, possibly more than that. Uh, so there's a basic conflict of interest. And by the way, Andy Arena on record, I think it was the Det- Detroit News said at the time the whole team was fired, they were six months away from further financial charges. He said it uh, on this program. Yeah. Oh, OK. On your program. Yeah. So if there's a conflict of interest there, like you just laid out, isn't there another agency or somebody else who could pick up that case federally? Yes. Yeah. I mean, first of all, uh, I I don't particularly, you know, I have no skin in the game. The first investigation did a damn good job from everything I've seen. So you could re-empower them. But secondly, uh, the FBI was supposedly, supposedly investigating this. The Department of Justice was supposedly investigating this. I've reached out to the House Oversight Committee, now democratically controlled, because I think perjury is still a crime, Charlie. And <laughs> everything I've seen in my reporting, Governor Snyder perjured himself in 2016. They gave me some mealy mouth answer that they're closely monitoring the state investigation. I mean, it's it's all a bunch of bullshit. And I will say, so people really get it. Can you imagine, Charlie, if in January 2020, February 2020, March 2020, before the coronavirus went public, could you imagine if a story came out that Snyder's health director, uh, top officials, his press secretary or anybody close, excuse me, Trump, Trump's health department director, uh, Trump's chief of staff, Trump's press secretary, their phones were erased or their messages were disappearing. The media would go absolutely nuclear, Good, re- you know, rightfully so. But because I guess this was seven years ago and it's in Flint and it's, you know, Governor Snyder is long, long in the past. They don't seem to care that there's nobody has refuted this. The health department literally said to me, uh, we don't care to comment. That's as close as a journalist to you got us. Go fuck yourself and go fuck yourself. Right. Because nobody's going to do anything. So, look, 
We've got a, a two-bit settlement pushed by the governor, pushed by the attorney general. We've, you know our FOIA. You've been, I mean, you worked for NBC. You've been around the country. How fucking deep of a cesspool is Michigan in terms of the quality of governance and honesty and bringing people to, to task? Uh, as you know, I haven't been everywhere, but I would rate this number one in terms of corruption, even outweighing some of the southern states that are, you know, corruptions embedded. I mean, the governor's office is shielded from FOIA. Um, the attorney general's office apparently doesn't have to even provide the evidence. That's another thing. They did this through a one man grand jury, Nestle's team. It's rare that that's even used in Michigan. Very rare. Uh, we don't know what evidence they provided. I have no idea as a journalist if they presented any of the evidence we just reported, because if they did, if they did present that to the judge. Is there a reason more officials weren't charged with tampering with evidence, obstruction of justice? And that begs the question also, Charlie, can to, to the common sense person, because you always talk about common sense. How did the governor not know his press secretary? His phone was erased. How does the governor not know top health officials? Their phones are, you know, uh, altered with no messages. And and how and, the, and, how, and, and, how not- and and how is the woman that was giving advice to Snyder and his team now the communications director for Nestle, the attorney general? How is it the bond lawyer that put the whole stinking scheme together now Whitmer's budget director up in Lansing? That's what we're talking about. That's the goddamn shame. Mm -hmm. And enjoy the thousand bucks you're going to get, Mr. Flint, if you could prove with that mining machine that they're scanning you with that you got some lead in your teeth. Bullshit. Jordan. And by the way, Nestle's communications director wasn't just like giving advice. She was in the trenches with the Snyder administration, pro bono, they say, doing damage control, crisis communications, and feeding them how to spin this. I That's have Kelly Rossman McKinney, known in Michigan yep. as the preeminent spin artist, PR person. I have the documents. So, and look, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to let you go. And we're going to keep tight and keep on together. Here's the prediction. Nothing's going to happen. This whole shit's going to get tossed. Because Nestle didn't use what's called the tank team, ladies and gentlemen. And what a tank team is this. It's a third party that goes over the documents that the accused are supposed to give because there's such thing as attorney-client privilege. And if you start stepping on that, the whole thing gets thrown. Mark my words, man. This thing's gone. And I just want to say to finish, I know you journalists are supposed to be robots and not share any opinions. The Detroit Free Press is a disgrace. The Detroit News is a disgrace. Flint Journal is a disgrace. It is. I've been to Flint 17 times. I don't need a pat on the back. I care. Detroit Free Press is an hour down the road. Same with Detroit News. Flint Journal was supposedly the hometown paper. They will not cover these bombshells. They won't even do a short write up. I was told today by the Detroit Free Press editor, uh, investigations editor. uh, Thanks for sending. You know, we'll let you know if we're going to follow up. Okay, that's okay. because you know what? Mm, mm, mm. We did it here. You're doing God's work, brother. Karen, last word. Yeah, I was going to say, Jordan, you've got a lot of fans that are watching. Can you, for those who are not familiar with your YouTube channel, you know, website, can you share that so that they can continue to follow your work on Good this one. matter? That's why I like you better than Charlie Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, uh, man. I, I introduced you to Flint. <laughs> share, share, share. YouTube, YouTube.com slash status coup. YouTube.com slash status coup. That's C-O-U-P. And we're on Twitter at status coup. 
subscribe subscribe and, and throw them a couple bucks too because it's it's not free. Yep. Yeah. No. We we we. Uh, only reason I've been able to go to Flint many times is because we have a a really loyal uh, viewership who uh, we have a paid membership. So that's statuscoup.com slash join five bucks a month. Last time, Jordan, because I oh, was thank you. impressed, you know, with with what I think good work deserves good support. So, you know, um, thank you. Certainly. And Charlie has also been extremely helpful uh, to yeah, me yeah. learning the ropes on Flint. Charlie's a good guy. Don't tell him we said so, but he's a good guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks for your time, man. Talk soon. Thanks, Ben. Okay. All right. Bye, Jordan. Right there. Right there. You know, what's funny to me is we heard about Hillary Clinton's emails for like eight years, it seemed like. But think about this too, Red. I mean, we had issues about deleted emails right here in this mayoral administration. Anybody knows, the media knows, and everybody knows you cannot get rid. I mean, that's all public information. If they're paid for by public dollars, you can't destroy that. You can't get rid of it. You can't hide it. You can't take it home. That's not what you do. Yeah. Look, and again, I'm, I'm a shout out to, I, I don't got room. I do it a lot. There's, there's a, a good dozen people working hard. They're working so hard that they don't have time to do the long heaves that uh, Jessica's doing or that Jordan's doing. Right. But it's on those editors. And it's on those news directors. You better find some people and you better yeah. find some money to let them let them go put the whole thing together. Yeah. We just get but Charlie, of- Jordan, Jordan said he did the story. He was just looking for them to pick it up. So he said that the last time he was here and, and nobody was interested in it. The story, the work is done. Yeah, we got our own breaking news. Uh, I'm going to give that to you right after I tell you about uh, your Medicare guy. Medicare is incredibly complicated, folks. So when the time comes time, and you need some questions answered, like, do I get to keep my doctor? Are my prescriptions covered? You know, the whole night. They're going to cut toenails. Is that covered? What about dental? How do you, how do you, there's no website for that. No. That's why you go to yourmedicareguide.com. You know what they do? They'll Zoom with you. They'll meet in person with you. You can text if you want. They'll walk you through it when it's time. I, this is cool. I, I like our advertisers. This is good stuff. Mediguide's help uh, comes at no cost. They'll answer all your questions and you won't pay a dime. They are licensed agents. So don't go it alone. Let Mediguide be your Medicare guide. Check them out today. Yourmedicareguide.com. Sounds way better than the Detroit Water Department because they won't say shit. Oh, we're going to get to that. Fred. Breaking news. <laughs> I think he's sleeping again. He's a narcoleptic. Leave him alone. <laughs> Making fun of a man's <laughs> My ailment. Go to the scrappy DeadlineDetroit.com. You'll see this week's column of mine. It's a two-parter. If James Craig is going to run, right? His record must be that police department. Now we're going to have to look at the police department. Hmm. I know he put out that cool video <laughs> where he's driving around Detroit like he's Matthew McConaughey in a fucking Lincoln kind of night. It was a GMC, Charlie. Huh? I was looking at, I was trying to see. It was a GMC. What? Do you mean the Chiefs car? That's what, I, that's what it says on the steering wheel. I was trying to see what you it was. shallow, that. shallow human. <laughs> I wanted to see what he was driving. I mean, the way he dressed for you the retirement party, you, you got to see what he riding in. Okay. Yeah, you do. I mean, but I, I just love how he's smiling at nothing. I mean, Jim, I know you're listening, maybe. But you, don't listen to these guys. You got you got to be. Here's what they're, this, it's already happening. They're putting you in this box. It's not going to work. Uh. 
Detroit didn't burn. That's not enough to beat a governor. And number two, uh, I'm looking for a hand up, not a handout. Oh, okay. But Charlie, you got to remember, it didn't happen after Malice Green. It didn't happen after Ayanna Jones. It did. It's never happened. That's just not what happens here in Detroit. So certainly, it didn't happen after George Floyd. You be birdie, it birdie, uh, you but be. it's never happened. Okay. Hmm? Yeah, we ain't burning burning. when we should have. That's after the flood. <laughs> it was too I'm wet sorry. to burn. It was too wet to burn. <laughs> There's nothing left to burn. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's take a look at the police department today. So last month, you know, a couple weeks after. Chief retires. Uh, do we have the video here? Yep. If you're listening and not watching, it's basically this. It's a, it's a, an insomniac in short pants. It's 3.35 in the morning, June 30th. He's walking towards a green light gas station. You know, green light, That's uh, mm -hmm. the, the cameras are monitored at police headquarters. They pay extra to have some police. So the police are sitting there. You can see the push bar right there, right? That's their dash cam. Here comes a dude, insomniac, short pants. Looking kind of nervous. Somebody's hunting him. Somebody, play the damn thing. Somebody's hunting him. So he comes to the police. Where is it? Okay. Purple blue sedan pulls up. There's the AR-15. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Show it again. I just thought I watched the scene of just, Grand Theft Auto. Let me, let me do it for the listeners. Okay. So a drive-by pulls up. The guy sees it. He starts running. One-handed AR. He lights it off. The police that are five feet away see it. Here's what they do. They pull out, clip the gunman's car, and get gone. But what do they say? That's what that's what gets me. They're like, nope, we're we're gone. We're out. No, that uh, that I think is real cops. Real cops that want this out because there's it's so shameful. Real cops gave this to me. Right. And I think they're watching it and and taping it on their cell phones they're the okay. ones going oh we gone like they're they're mocking this they're not happy with it either no clearly. no so i hear and i won't be going on social media folks i hear i'm either like uh in whitmer's pocket i'm a whitmer butt boy or i'm a trumper or i hate cops fuck all of you you don't know anything about me and if you know anything i'm pro-police i love public servants that put their balls and their clits on the line so we can sleep at night those kind of people, right? I raise money for widows and orphans, dentures, kneecaps, elevators for the crippled that, that served and got thrown on the pile. This isn't me directing a film. This is the police going, dude, can you do something about this? Because they weren't going to do anything. Now there's a press conference today, 2.30. I'm not invited. Hmm. Well, you, of course not. This it's sad. It's shameful. As a Detroit resident, I really don't appreciate seeing my tax dollars do that. It makes me feel like I can't even call the police for protection. And why, look, you know, the, the, the crime rate's going up for a lot of reasons. One of the unspoken reasons is this. Get gone. Fuck it. Yeah, they're not doing shit. The, the dude that was being hunted for whatever reason was left to die. Why didn't you T-bone the car? If you guys go to DeadlineDetroit.com, you can see it. Uh, if you're listening, you can go on Facebook and come into this part of the show and watch it. This. He did live. He did live. He got shot in the leg. If you wore long pants, who knows? Yeah. Might have saved him. And not to mention, they committed a crime in the process of running from the crime. You that was a hit and run. Yeah, I mean, this is what's unclear. I don't know if the getaway driver filed an insurance claim with the city. <laughs> 
Can, can you imagine the call to the insurance company? Yeah, I need to file a claim. Uh, I was in the middle of shooting somebody. The police hit me and they took off. No, I didn't no, get no, I wasn't no, shooting. No, knowing how the insurance companies work, he'd probably get it more than someone who actually deserved it. I mean, everything is so backwards. Oh, I, I, I once uh, did a story. Know a guy, a killer, this dude, a dope man, right? 15-year-old girl gets killed. And the dude says when the cops catch him, he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I tried to shoot him, but but the gun jammed, so I'm not responsible. That was his defense. I I, I didn't. My gun didn't fire. The police ran worked. like they didn't have insurance. Oh, dude. So look, if you want to know what the culture is, you come here. I'm not afraid to tell you. I I live and breathe this bullshit. I am out there at night with the people in the uniform, all over this place. So. Don't kill the messenger if you want to. Fuck it. Jessica, you keep going and you let us know what the militia's doing, what the far right's doing, what the FBI's doing. Jordan, you heard him. To him, it's the biggest cover-up of the 21st century. You keep going, bro. No one else will. We'll do it too. That's why we're here. Right? Part two of the story. Part two, bigger. Potentially. A ranking officer in Detroit police department is a serial rapist he has been he's been put on paid leave there's an investigation going happened at a barbecue a lot of drinking going on she went to the bathroom he helped himself right that's the statement statement was taken by uh of everybody at the party i spoke to him the people at the party i confirmed with the police department there's an investigation now I'm told in the the brass, the official word, they won't comment, ongoing investigation. A couple of other women, these are all female police officers, have stepped forward. Oh, wow. Alleging this. Now, possibly at least one, commanders knew about it and didn't report it to internal affairs. Hmm. This is the culture. It's this, not a good culture. That, no. So again, like... This is that something that would make it all the way to the chief? If it didn't, that's culture. You know, like everything, right, Karen? Everything, the buck stops at the top. It does all the way to the top, Charlie. All and, the way to the top. And I'm not, uh, look, I'm not advocating for anybody. I just feel this is a very serious issue with police yes. and the way we live. We have a very major election. We're bitching about. Could we have protected the old people and you lied about it, about your secret airplanes, right? Your inability to fix a road or get a budget done. The unemployment's an outrage, mishandled. Yeah, when we're going to take her punches. But now Craig's stepping in. This is for real. This is what the Democrats are looking for. And, and I'll tell you this, you know, as with any candidate, you know, what he says, what he did as chief, not just here. Uh, but in Cincinnati, his role in L.A., all of that will be scrutinized. You know, people will start bringing up old uh, personal uh, financial uh, situations for him and I guess his first wife or his other wife. Um, but all of this stuff is fair game. Once you run for public office, it's, it's all fair game and it is going to come out. And hopefully, you know, we'll see if that's going to stand up, um, but it's going to all come out. It's all fair. Just, you know, word on the street through the grapevine, no official poll or anything. But the consensus with majority of the Detroiters that I talked to, they may have liked him as a chief here and a personality. and But and a lot of them don't. 
They not. They do not feel him on this. They do not so feel much, voting Brett, for him. They like him. What they don't like is his alignment with Trump and his criticism of things that are associated with being a Democrat. He's got to pick person over party and be able to talk about what he can do in terms of leadership. And if he stays it? away from the divisive conversation. He'll have he'll he'll garner a lot of so a lot of people still like him for you know what they've seen. Uh, and if nothing else, he seems like a viable alternative to what we have. So it's 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 his it's his election to lose if he officially files. So let, let me get some action here. Like finally. Fi- okay, good. Let's see, let it all come out. Let the police department get the look that it's deserved and needed. Yeah. And all we got was press conferences and you know, everybody going along with it. No, 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 no. You deserve better than that. And from here, you're going to get that. Next. Detroit Fire Department Sergeant Pat Burt. May he rest in peace. He took his life this week. Pat had problems. Anybody knew him knew it. Right? He had PTSD. He's a former Marine. He just, he had substance problems. He just, he was just a guy under ropes. If you, if you don't have anything in your heart for that, you don't have a heart. So, one too many times, Pat got fired. Pat got fired, and Pat was going to be offered what's called a last chance. You're fired. You come back. We'll give you one last chance. You're going to have to submit to random tests. Pat said, I, could, I can't do it. I, I haven't beat it. So Pat blew his brains out. Wow. And I thought more of these bullshit press conferences, kangaroo fucking media shows, member when we had a rash of fire department officials yeah. crashing the rigs and the yep. cars, and they all sat there and said, COVID, it's PTSD, we're going to get them some help. Remember? Yeah. Where is it? Yes. Where is yeah. it? But this is nothing new, Charlie. You've been talking about this. Everybody has known uh, about the level of stress for our first responders, our, poli- our police officers, and talked about getting them that type of support that they need. I mean, people tend to be disconnected or unaware of the stresses that police officers and for, you know, you got to think, what is it like going into some of these scenes, seeing people, their heads blown off, you're being compromised because you don't know what you're walking into. Even the situation with the guy with the car, they're pulling an AR-15 or, you know, some automatic rifle out of a car. What type of weaponry do the, do the officers have? That has to be stressful day in and day out. What type of support has this city given them to help them do their jobs? Let's just talk about the water department again. We got to, we can't let it go. You two are victims of it. Sure. I'll start. Karen and I listened to the city council a, a meeting where the water official, Great Lakes Water Authority uh, CEO, Sue McCormick, said this. We had two big plants, the fruit plant and Connor Creek. They both suck from a great big pool that catches all the water. Fruit went dark. Lost power. They don't know why, but here's what's interesting. Nobody mans the place. It's automatic. Mm-hmm. So when it went out, only three people were working at the, the most important one, Connor Creek. The electrician had to go over there, right? Then a seal breaks on a pump at Connor Creek and blows water on the fuse box and knocks it out. Oh, boy. And he can't get back to Connor Creek because the roads are flooded. <laughs> So they say it's a mechanical issue. At the same time, they're going, now it's, remember it was five inches? Yeah. Six inches? Oh, it's growing now. Seven inches? Now it's eight inches. 
Sounds like a porn movie. You listen to this show, you know, Aaron. right? <laughs> <laughs> so this is garbage. And look, this is the reason I say it. I have really intelligent friends that do like, I, I know commercial contractors. They understand this stuff. They do. But when everything's being fed into your head about a storm of a thousand years, yeah. and we've had many of comparable storms and Macomb County was comparable, didn't flood. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in the Rouge, the west side flooded because the Rouge was full up of water. The water couldn't run out. Why? Because there's 120 log jams in the Rouge that Should've they don't clean Beaver up. dams. So when I hear very intelligent people buying this, you know what I mean? I didn't play softball. They're great guys. You know what they're talking about. I'm like, it's, 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 it's a half-truth at best. It maybe would have flooded half as bad if the shit would have actually been working properly. So you're not getting away with it. I'm not buying it. And Karen... You're trying to get reimbursed. Your sister's trying to get help. Yeah. And you hmm. know, the thing about it is, Charlie, is that obviously there are a lot of people that justifiably should try to recover the damages that they experienced as a result of this flood. The process is crazy. Yes. So FEMA is denying everybody and giving you the opportunity what? to file mm -hmm. an appeal, I think within 20 days or Whoa. 10 days. But based on three things, you can file an appeal either because your insurance company denied you, because you want money for repairs or money for replacement. It's yet to be determined what if you want to file under all three options. The city of Detroit has a form that looks like a third grader created it. Um, Mason they, Elementary. It's, 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 it's almost crazy. On, on that um, form that you sent, hey, on that form that you sent me, they're asking you to provide yeah, evidence that, that Detroit somebody posted up. that Somebody posted that on social media. And the city is saying, and, and the form is available if you guys want to put it up or share it, but they're saying that it's up to you to prove that it was their fault that your basement flooded. And it's like- Let me read it real, let me read it. Listen, it says, but Michigan law requires that if you are seeking compensation for property damage or personal injury caused by a sewer overflow or backup, you must show that one, the city is a governmental agency that at the time of the overflow or backup owned or operated directly or indirectly discharged into the portion of the sewage disposal system that allegedly caused the physical injury. Two, the sewage disposal system had a defect. I could go on. You got to prove that the system had a defect? <laughs> can, 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 can I step on this for a oh, second? Go, motherfucker. Okay, let, let, let me say this. First of all, when you first went on there, they asked you the asinine question of, was it sewage water or fresh water? Look, you incompetent <laughs> bastards. If it came through the sewer line, it's all sewer water. It ain't like it rained in my damn house. But, but this is the thing. They, the city, don't forget, the city got $180 million and they were saying, oh, you know, our relationship with Joe Biden or, you know, we've got this money. OK, think about people that don't have resources. Think about people that may not have the money to replace those things, to be able to send a receipt to get them. Maybe senior citizens, they don't have access to the Internet. My sister had 115 color copies to include in her package. Listen you know what your color copy is? I mean, so think about that. I mean, everybody should go out all day. Not to cut you off, Karen, but to cut you off. Uh, they say file with your insurance, okay? People in the city no. of Detroit, I know you fuckers are listening. Let me inform you of something. Your insurance homeowners in Detroit generally does not provide flood insurance because the goddamn city ain't supposed to flood. 
So they don't even offer you no flood coverage. But, but Red, think about people. You you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, people talking social media and just out. There are a lot of people out here who they were fine with how they were living, however it may be. Now that's compromised, destroyed or gone. And they've got to jump through hoops to try to at least get some of what they lost back. Not to their, not I, because yeah, of anything I, they did. I, this that's is, crazy. look, man, again, like first they were trying to prove it was an act of God. So they could get the FEMA money, right? Mm -hmm. And now they're saying, now they're saying we got a mechanical fuck up, and but yet you got to prove we had a mechanical fuck up. It doesn't make any. I don't like it. It's a mess. Clean the roof river out. Clean the pipes out. Staff that thing 365, 24 hours a day with the Maytag man. I don't care if it's dry as a bone. A dude should be in there. They said at first there was a power failure. Yes. Then they said the gates were locked. Then they said they had generators set up so that it wouldn't happen again. But on July 16th, what happened? It I happened said again. out there. I so said you, out there. You've gotten about five or six different excuses, none of which are obviously Let, true. Okay, so that's the news. Okay. Last word, Red. Go ahead. Get it off. I said out there last Friday, and it, the fucking street flooded within an hour. An hour. How does city blocks flood within an hour? And it wasn't no one inch of rain, was it? No, it was not. Because the pipes are clogged, and you should be working 24-7 to unclog the fucking pipes. Because I'm going to get back in my canoe, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going to go on the Rouge West Side. And by the way, Redford and everybody else, Dearborn, and I'm going to show you. It ain't that hard. Do your fucking jobs. Now, we're going to wrap it up. But we can gotta I say one more thing, Charlie? Uh, see, I, we could go all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what happens. But, but, but because, you know, Tariq said something that we've talked about before. Why well, you keep uh, quoting Tariq? Opinion, like he's the only guy sometimes, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I sometimes think some of this stuff is deliberate. As, you know, it's like you're allowing people. Remember we talked about pricing people out of the city? I almost think it's intentional and deliberate. If you can't keep up, if you can't afford, these aren't the kind of people that we want in this city. So, hey, you know, too bad for you. It's awfully suspicious, Charlie. I know Very I pay suspicious. a lot of taxes. I want people to live better. I don't want that for Flint. I don't want it for the Detroit. I don't want it for Redford. I don't want it for Dearborn. I don't. Look, it's 9-11. These are important segments to me. Uh, here's a remembrance brought to you by the bricklayers and light craft workers, local too, who need skilled bricklayers and caulkers to help build and restore all the stuff we're trying to do. Trying to put it all back together. It's a great career $2,000 signing bonus, pension, health benefits, right? The demand has never been higher. Free apprenticeships. It's easy. You want to know what you do? Yeah, what do you do? You just go to bricklayers.org and click join. Oh, wow. That is simple. Yeah. Then, then, then it'll get rolling. Look, and if you don't like it, you don't got to keep going. But don't sit out there. Those, pay, those unemployment checks are going to run out. Here it is. Okay. That's bricklayers.org. <laughs> working people, working people. It's all about working people. Firefighters, their families, bricklayers. Here's one about a firefighter's son, 9-11. The funeral could not have been more beautiful had there actually been a body. The priest still wore his white vestments. The piper still played. A thousand heavy hearts wiped their noses and stared at their shoes. The veneer was there, but the coffin of firefighter Dave Fontana was empty. It was a prop on loan from the local funeral director. When the mass last week let out, the limousine followed the pallbearers, who in turn followed the caisson. 
five-year-old Aiden Fontana sat inside the car wearing his father's helmet. Mommy, the boy said to his mother, Marion, as he stared out the window at the spectacle of a thousand firefighters saluting him, I'll remember this day for the rest of my life. Good, she said. That's why we did it. For you. It was the first time Aiden acknowledged that there would be a life without Lieutenant Dave Fontana. Daddy was dead. He finally believed it. And he returned the salutes of the firefighters. I will say, a few weeks later, they did find his remains. Explain that to a five-year-old. And you think that five-year-old is now 25 years old. Mm. What's in that man's soul, the, the meaning of life and death? The meaning, my friends, is found in one another. Try to find some meaning in one another. Forgive and help and give of yourself. Please. With that, I love y'all. Next week. and weaving and just looks like she just looks like Barbie on Malibu over there look at her she does gorgeous woman inside and out Karen what a mean streak <laughs>